0: Learn more
1: at Marines.com. Sports. Cause it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for sports talk again. This is Big Man joining me as always, and my brother Cooper. Cooper, how
1: you doing, brother? I am food hungover, <laughs> dude. I am so freaking stuffed and tired, man. Right. It was fun though. It was it was worth it to get out of town, to get away, to go hang out with my family. There wasn't there wasn't many photos taken, but it was it was all about the memories dude something you take with you when you go type thing because you know i know there's a lot of people that post on social media and things like that and i do too Mm -hmm. for the most part but i really took it in this year and i really wanted to spend time with my family and it was kind of cool we all sat around and watched a, a hallmark movie together as a family and and uh, had some good food, and it was it was a good good holiday. How
0: about you, brother? Yeah, it was a great holiday. You know, we got to enjoy some time, even though your dog tried to, you know, kill himself. Kill himself, you know. <laughs> yeah, getting into an ant bed, we believe, and um, swelling up ridiculously. Uh, but other than that, it was a good holiday break. But uh, we are back. We are ready to talk
1: some WWE. Let's do it, brother. Some some uh, silver. Survivor Series recap. Yes, sir. So we're gonna start it off here where
0: we talked about the kickoff match, which was Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura versus U.S. Champion Damian Priest. The two er, the two evenly matched superstars traded strikes as Boogs used his guitar stylings to power up Nakamura and aggravate Priest. The Intercontinental Champ unloaded on Priest with his signature kicks, looking to end the match with the King Shasta, but instead ran into a massive choke slam. The Archer of Infamy locked in a submission, and just like, uh, just as it looked like Nakamura was unconscious, Boogs began to riff. The music revived the King of Strong Style Distracted Priest, who was nearly rolled up for a pin. An enraged Priest rolled to the outside and destroyed Boogs' guitar, smashing the pieces on Boogs before turning around and using the guitar to knock out Nakamura for disqualification.
1: Boy. Yeah, man. Uh... Priest, man, he he's got that temper on him, and it's been showing ads of late. And uh, I think eventually it might be his downfall. He's a really good superstar, but I think his anger and his rage get the better of him sometimes.
0: Right, it does. Um, it was really surprising, but um, I I was kind of surprised this was the kickoff match. Um, it's kind of weird that it was. Yeah. To me, honestly. But uh, I'm not surprised in the fact though that Boog's antics um, has finally kind
1: of <laughs> came to frustrated someone. And came to a frustration
0: out. point where they had to take it out on him.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, Boog's is a funny character and all that and stuff. So it's good comedy relief. Really, but it was just a matter of time before this ended up being a problem. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I guess for Shinsuke, he still got the win, but not the way he probably
1: wanted to get the win. Yeah, no, that's not the way you want to get the win for SmackDown. Come on. No,
0: getting uh, SmackDown by a guitar piece. (laughs) You win
1: the the first match of the night goes to SmackDown. All
0: right. All right. Next up, we had the Raw Women's Champ Becky Lynch versus SmackDown Women's Champ Charlotte to kick off. The pay-per-view itself. This should have been this should have been the main event, dude. The way they went at each other, hell oh, yeah, man, dude. Very much possibility the match of the night. Holy crap! So Becky and Charlotte opened Survivor Series with an instant classic. The former friends turned bitter rivals blitzed one another at the opening bell as Flair went for the natural selection, but Lynch would reverse it into a disarmor attempt. The opportunity and big time Bex. Uh, knew each other's moves and pulled out all the stops to prove who was the better champion. The animosity was evident as the two pummeled one another and one up each other uh, throughout the match as Flair leveled Lynch with a big boot before the man flattened the queen with a manhandle slam. Uh, both were for near falls. After connecting with a moonsault outside the ring, Flair rolled up Lynch and grabbed onto the ropes for extra leverage but was caught by the referee. Lynch took advantage of the miscue and reversed Flair for a roll-up of her own, sneakily grabbing the ropes to keep Flair down for the three count. So the gamesmanship is, was a foot on this one.
1: Yes, and and what a way to end it! I, and people can be irritated with the ending, but I think <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, she 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 won up Charlotte on something Charlotte was trying to do, and uh, she was the better better woman,
0: All right? So. Uh, Big time, Bex is uh, your big time champion, and yeah, it's Raw their first win of the night.
1: And wow, what a rivalry! What a rivalry, dude. Uh, this this rivalry has been going back for many years. They were best friends, turned mortal enemies, and and it was it was quite the the barn burner to watch, dude, because they beat the hell out of each other. It yep. was it was
0: amazing. And it's it, To me, it's a little unfortunate they, fortunate we only get to see this at Survivor Series and they're not on the same brand, so we can get further into this
1: right. um, mm-hmm.
0: animosity between the two of them. It'd be fun to watch, to say the least. All right, next up, we had Team Raw versus Team SmackDown in the 5-on-5 men's elimination match. After Kevin Owens argued his way into the opening for the match for Team Raw, KO put the red brand in an early hole by immediately rolling out of the ring and walking up the ramp to get counted out. Team SmackDown took advantage of the numbers to maintain control and pick apart Team Raw. When it looked like the blue brand would go up 5-3, though, as Happy Corbin covered Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley dove in for the save, creating a few moments of chaos between all the superstars. Balor used the confusion to flip the script and land a coup de grace on Corbin for the pin to even the match at 4-4. Lashley then started to assert his dominance, taking out Drew McIntyre outside the ring before spearing King Woods and securing the Hurt Lock on... Uh, to put Woods to sleep and eliminate him. The Almighty looked to add another elimination, sizing up a uh, hurt Jeff Hardy for his fear until McIntyre tagged himself in. The two story rivals brutalized one another, uh, but when the fight spilled to the outside and over the barricade, both superstars were counted out. Then Sheamus and Hardy were the only two left for SmackDown. The Celtic Warrior even the match with a bro kick to Baylor, or, sorry, Balor uh, for the three count. And then Sheamus and Hardy put together some surprising tandem offense to keep Rollins and Austin Theory on their heels. But the young upstart Theory surprised Sheamus with a quick roll-up to leave the charismatic enigma, the last man standing for Team SmackDown. After Sheamus left, Hardy, uh, with his parting gift in the form of a clothesline, Rollins thought he had the match sealed with a splash from the top rope, but Hardy would kick out at two. Much of the visionary surprise... And then eventually came down to Rollins and Hardy one-on-one after their Swanton Bomb bested theory. It looked as if Hardy would survive to give t- uh, SmackDown the victory after he nailed Rollins with a twist of fate. But as he went for the Swanton Bomb, Rollins got his knees up and planted Hardy after the, uh, with a match-clenching stomp.
1: I was so Whoa, disappointed because I was really wanting Hardy to get that win. Yeah, this match was so back and forth. And, and uh, what the hell's up with Kevin Owens? i don't know but
0: yeah. uh, it, it, i mean basically it not in the same sense because we know why rollins left last year he yeah. sacrificed himself but yeah. that's because becky was pregnant and was about to have the child and all that so he was going to do um husband and fatherly duties at that point Yeah, so he needed a way off tv but i don't know what the heck was going on with uh with ko he's uh, He's been kind of acting really weird, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, I think
1: he's turning into the bad KO again, because he's... Uh, he's... Yeah. Um, I think this whole thing with him, as far as not knowing to what to do with him, as far as a character, I think this will push him to the the dark side and he's gonna you're gonna see another side of ko that we haven't seen for a while so it's Mm -hmm. gonna be kind of interesting i'll give him credit though a bad ko is a better ko yeah that is true because uh this this good ko is weird yeah um and what's going on with with you know With Sheamus at the end of that match,
0: dude. Well, him and uh, Hardy have been battling out on SmackDown. I
1: understand, but but what really irritates me is like, Survivor Series, you want to be the better brand. yeah. This this animosity between superstars needs to chill out so that, you know, we get a better match out of it.
0: Right. I mean, at least Jeff Hardy almost pulled it out. But (laughs) he just unfortunately didn't. Yeah, he didn't
1: pull. uh, And Sheamus didn't pull a KO and walk out and leave Jeff Hardy there.
0: He could have, yeah. Though it
1: didn't help that he also clotheslined him. yeah, It almost still cost the brand
0: the match um, earlier than it could have been.
1: But I think that Jeff Hardy could have won this match.
0: I think Jeff Hardy should have won this match, honestly. I think so, too. But it didn't. So here we go. So we got the 25-man dual-brand battle royal. Um, this one I probably would have thought to be the, um, pre the kickoff show. Yeah. Um, because it's, I, I, it's not really survivor series match style. Yeah. yeah. It's not a style. It's not a champion versus champion. It's not raw versus SmackDown. Granted, whoever won technically got a win for their brand. Cause it's a dual brand battle Royal. But the, nothing major was on the line for it, either. It's I know. Not like... I was
1: hoping to be like, okay, well, if you win this, you get a shot at, you know, the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, the respected respected uh, titles of your brand, you know. Maybe, you, you know, you get a shot at the WWE Championship or the Universal one. I mean. sure be
0: but it wasn't to be. All right. So AJ Styles used some wise strategy at the start of the 25-man battle royale. Slipping between the ropes once the bell uh, sounded to watch on as his personal Colossus almost laid waste to the competition with three quick eliminations. It was every man for himself as each superstar went for elimination regardless of brand. Sami Zayn attempted to form an alliance with Cesaro and Ricochet as the only members of SmackDown left. But the two wanted nothing to do with Zayn, which I don't blame them, uh, dropping him with a pair of knees to the face before offering Zayn to the Street Profits for elimination. Uh, after Styles pulled out... The, uh, pull, was pulled out of the ring during a tug-of-war between Amos and the eliminated Commander Aziz. Amos turned his rage on to five competitors that were left, eliminating Apollo Cruz, Cesaro, Angelo Dawkins, and Montez Ford until he just found himself and um, Ricochet remaining. Ricochet tried to chop down Amos and, lifted, and lift him over the ropes, but Amos simply grabbed the much smaller Ricochet and launched him over the ropes like a ragdoll to be the last one standing. This was interesting because I almost thought AJ was actually going to be mad at almost for not winning the little tug of war he was involved in, but he was actually quite happy for almost uh, pulling off the victory.
1: Yeah, this is pretty cool, dude. Um, I think if I was a betting man, I would have won this bet because you would, because you you picked almost to picked win it. Almost to win it. I, it's not because I think he's athletic or he's. He's worthy of it. It's just he's a big guy. There's no way you're going to throw his big ass over the freaking rope.
0: It's the same thing when it comes down to when you're trying to eliminate Kane, Big Show, well, who's not there anymore, but, you know, big, when a bigger yeah. guy, yeah. Strowman or somebody who's also not there. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, if it's a big guy like that, it takes
1: at least five of you. They're solidifying him el- as the next big guy because they don't yeah. have one, so... I mean, they're doing what they got to do. And, I mean, he's showing some flair. I mean, uh, his his intensity is is amped up. I noticed that. But uh, the in-ring prowess, I'm not so much impressed with. He's just a big guy. Yeah, exactly. So it's meh at best when it comes to him. All right, next
0: up, we had the Tag Championship face-off, where you have Raw Tag Champions, RK Bro, taking on the SmackDown Tag Champions, the Usos. This was a good match. Yes, it was. So despite their new partnership, Owen uh, Orton and Riddle looked like the veterans in the ring against the seasoned Usos. Riddle showed off his high-flying skills with a moonsault off the second rope onto the outside to take out Jimmy Uso. The bloodline showed Riddle, though, who was the true high-flyers, um... Who they truly are, with a dive through the ropes after flying forearm and a slam to the outside barricade, stunned the ultimate breath. The Usos dismantled Riddle until he was finally able to get some space and tag in the Viper, who pummeled the Usos, dropping Jimmy and Jay onto the announce table. Uh, Let's see here, Orton then went to strike with an RKO, but instead ate a super kick from Jay Uso, who only to fall backward into a tag by Riddle. After surviving a flurry of offense by Riddle, the Usos leveled Riddle and Orton with a super kick after super kick. Jimmy Uso climbed to the rope uh, for a splash onto Riddle, but a legal Orton slid into the ring, catching Jimmy Uso midair for an RKO and the pin.
1: Yes, this was was awesome, dude, this whole match. And I think I called it, too. I thought RK Bro could have pulled it off, and they did. Mm Mm-hmm. They pulled it off. It was, it was quite interesting to watch. And uh, two of the best tag teams in WWE going at it. And just, it was a good match. Yes, sir. It was a great match. And uh, it was a, it was more entertaining
0: than I thought it was going to be. Because it could very well go off the rails in these kind of matches. yeah, um, And not end up being that good of a match. But it ended up being very well done. And I enjoyed every little bit of that match, actually. It was probably my second favorite match um, of the night, right after uh, um, Becky versus Charlotte. Alright, next up we had Team Raw versus Team SmackDown in the traditional 5-on-5 women's elimination match. Newcomer Tony Storm picked up a quick elimination to open up the match, rolling up Carmella as she tried and failed to put on her mask. A shorthanded team run was very easy, uh, were easy pickings for the blue brand as Storm scored another elimination with a pin on Queen Zelina. Storm's momentum ended there, though, as Liv Morgan entered the match and hit the Oblivion uh, to cover Storm for the pin. With the numbers still in their favor, SmackDown worked together to land back-to-back splashes from Shotzi and Banks to eliminate Morgan. Uh, Ripley attempted to even the odds with the, for the red brand, but the numbers were too much as she fell victim to a backstabber. A reverse DDT and a knee to the face by Baszler in a quick succession to be eliminated and leave Belair all by herself. The EST of WWE held her own for the time, uh, for a time, but caught a break thanks to an infighting by Team SmackDown. With Belair unconscious in the ring, uh, Banks tagged herself in for the pin. To much to the ire of Shotzi, Shotzi pulled Sasha outside the ring where she and Baszler and Natalia kept the boss until she was eliminated via countout. Belair kept Team Lara's hopes alive with a quick roll-up of Natalia and modified glam slam to Baszler to leave only herself and Shotzi remaining. Shotzi put the pedal to the metal and tried to keep Belair down, but the former SmackDown Women's Champion caught Shotzi as she went for a Tornado DDT and planted her with a KOD for the pinfall. This, to me, was to get Belair back to her winning ways for one, and two, make her look more dominant after they... Completely destroyed her dominance when Becky Lynch returned in SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, um, this was their way of redeeming their mistake, I guess. Yes. I, I don't believe that it was a mistake that Becky Lynch is the Raw Women's Champion. No, I don't think that's the But the healer. way they went about it and how quick it happened... Yes. Was the wrong way to go about it.
0: Yes, that absolutely is correct. Uh, we both agreed that that match at uh, SummerSlam was totally wrong to do to Bel Air. Um, we can understand. We said, we got that you put Becky Lynch as champion because she never lost her championship because of pregnancy. She had to vacate it. We got that. But to
1: short, underhand, and short mind freaking Bel Air like they did. Who was on a roll and kicking ass, and she deserved that title, dude.
0: Yeah. So to just have it taken away in a few seconds was just disrespectful. So that's the only reason why I didn't end up liking this match was because they used it as a way to get Belair back to her dominance, which I understand you needed to do, but you could have done that in different ways before um, Survivor Series, to me, honestly.
1: Yeah, to me it made the, the match a little bit me- mediocre and a little bit, uh, you know, like, oh, we've seen this coming type thing. Because yeah. it was just like, really? all right so.
0: so basically now it came down to that the Universal Champion WWE um, and WWE Champion, Roman Reigns versus Big E, basically was a mute match anyways because Raw had already won the Survivor Series matchup. Nope, this was just for bragging rights. So yeah, this was just basically bragging rights for who is the better champ. So the strength of WWE Big E, WWE Champion Big E, had the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns thinking twice. In the early goings of the match, the head of the table wisely rolled out of Big E's attempt of splash on the apron and took advantage of a reeling Big E to methodically beat down the powerhouse of positivity. Despite being hurled into the ring post, Big E did not stay down for long. Delivered excuse me, some punishment with a splash in an urinagi, uh, urinagi. Uh, sorry. urinagi,
1: urinagi.
0: there we go, sorry. I had said it earlier in my mind, properly, <laughs> right? but now I'm like reading it and I'm just like, nope, my mind's like, uh. Anyway, the two massive men battered one another as the shocked Reigns needed three Superman punches to finally take Big E off his feet. Reigns set up for a spear but turned around to a waiting Big E, who instead speared Reigns through the ropes. After a spear from Reigns and a big ending from Big E both resulted in near falls, the WWE Champion dragged Reigns outside the ring to slam him off the announcer's table, the ring post, and the barricade. The head of the table, though, jumped back into action, flying off the stairs to deliver a thunderous Superman punch before attacking the injured leg of Big E to set up the final spear for a 1-2-3. I'm just happy that the Usos had no involvement
1: in this match whatsoever. Yes, yes. This was two champions respectively facing each other. And I think the Big E may have beat a little bit of respect into Roman Reigns because I don't think Roman Reigns saw this one coming or going quite exactly the way it did because Big E put up... One of the best fights against Roman Reigns I've seen in a long time. Right. And what I loved about this match, too, is it
0: now finally breaks the aura of Roman's can't be beaten by just about anybody. He's finally got a kink in the armor. So now it looks like he is beatable because Big E really almost won this thing. Yeah. There was a few times where it's just like, Oh my God, they might actually let Big E win this match. Yeah. And it seemed like it at first. It was just like, oh, my God, Vicky's going to actually beat Roman Reigns. This
1: is unbelievable. It would be awesome if he did because, I mean, it would have. But they want SmackDown to be their their top brand. They want. Well,
0: it... if that was the case, then why didn't SmackDown win the overall Survivor I, I know, Series? I don't
1: understand it myself, but it is what it they is. They just wanted
0: to make it look like they had the more dominant champion, Yeah, which was just dumb. Who, by the way, has to face a really dumb opponent coming up soon, which I don't get either, which was don't so know. Who is it? Sami Zayn won a little minor battle royale on Friday Night SmackDown to become the new number one contender.
1: I'm like, what? And he probably snaked his way to win that one. Probably. I'm just looking. I just saw that and I was like, no, you did yeah, not. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it because we've been so busy, and yeah. I'm just like,
0: eh. I just sat there, and I just started shaking my head. I'm just like, you did not seriously have Sami Zayn win a battle royale for a chance to take on Roman Reigns. They better have Roman
1: kill him, basically. Roman's going to kill him, dude. It's Sami Zayn versus (laughs) Roman Reigns. Because there is no way he should have any chance against Roman. But, yeah, man. That should be a squash. This was a good match. I enjoyed it. Every bit of it, it was... Back and forth, and you didn't really like. Ooh. I know, I know the the logical side of me tells me Roman Reigns is gonna win this match, but the little boy inside of me was like, "Oh my God, Biggie, you got a chance!" Because literally, they they made him look equal. Yeah, it took a lot for Roman to
0: actually win that match, which was nice to see. Yeah. and he. Now, granted, like I said, I'm just glad the Usher's didn't have to get involved for him to win the match.
1: No.
0: It was a straight or, up.
1: Or even Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was there, but he didn't really get involved.
0: Yeah, he didn't, like, throw the title belt in there for Roman with the ref knocked out so Roman can use the universal title to, up against Big E's head or something And like I that. think
1: Roman really does respect Big E, and I think it was a good match, and it, it was nice to see. Yep. It, was, it was good. So, for the final pay-per-view of the year, how, how would you grade it? Dude, uh, I'd say maybe a four. A four? Yeah, I'm not going to give it a four-on-five because them, them Survivor Series matches, that's what Survivor <laughs> Series is about. Yeah. It's the five-on-five five teams. All right. And I'm tired of them... Screwing these matches over with something stupid. Right. I'm done with it. Yeah. So they need to figure it out. They really do. Um, it's bad when your champion
0: versus champion matches are better than your sur- Survivor Series elimination matches. Yeah. It just takes the fun out of the whole reg- the whole
1: thing about what it comes to for... Um, Survivor Series I mean I do like the champions which is champions but I'm saying like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it don't do something shady during the match don't do something where you you know like that shit with Sheamus clothesline and Jeff Hardy well you guys are still a team you're still fighting for your brand let your rivalry subside until till the next Friday night well that's why I kind of agree with um King Woods The
0: the team should have to in to battle. Winner gets the winning team gets the opportunity for the final five, and the loser has to battle for the first five spots at the uh, Royal Rumble. Then you can't sit there and do that. Why would you your team over knowing that you possibly then now have to fight for a one through five spot? Yeah, at, at the Royal Rumble, that's not good. Yeah. Why would you want it?
1: you? If come. you put something like that on the line for it, these guys aren't gonna they're not gonna step out of line and they're gonna wrestle. They're gonna try sure. and get that spot. They're gonna make it worth their while and stuff. So, so, so it's I to mean a lot better. They need to change something about it because it's just it's mediocre. It's not it's not something I look forward to. Survivor Series is like, okay, you can already kinda of predict who's gonna win what match and it's just like I, I don't care for that. I don't like being able to predict every time who's gonna win a match.
0: Right. I mean, I'm getting tired of the fact that we can sit here and predict that Raws are gonna win the overall Survivor Series. They haven't lost since NXT won.
1: Yeah, and that was dumb the way they did NXT. And then after that, what the next year they didn't even come back. Yeah. So and now they 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 their ratings have dropped. They're no longer with Full Sail. And they're, they're...
0: And they're back to being the developmental brand that they should have stayed the whole time anyways. I
1: loved NXT when it was the del- developmental brand. I loved what they were doing with Full Sail. I loved it. In fact, I almost wanted to, to you know, go to Full Sail so I could be a part of it. Right. You know, I wanted to, to, to learn how to be a part of WWE and do all that. But, you know, now they're not even partnered with them anymore. So it's like, oh, man. All right. So, uh, that, <laughs> so yeah, it's
0: going to be interesting, to say the least, uh, moving forward. So that does it for us with WWE Talk. We'll be back hopefully tomorrow, if not Monday, for uh, Basketball Talk. There's a little bit of baseball news happening. Uh, so we might talk about that as well, just depending on what's kind of going on. There's been a couple moves that may have moved the needle for some teams that we may need to talk about um and then of course Tuesday we'll be back with more football talk as it's basically rivalry week we have the uh, Michigan Ohio State game Florida Florida State Oregon Oregon State um, Georgia versus Georgia Tech which wasn't much of a game at all uh, to say the least (laughs) but uh so we got all those um, rivalry games going on today so it's going to be fun to talk about those um Got to love the final weekend of college football because you get all those rivalries. Right. So, and then we're if,
1: getting closer to the college football playoffs, baby. What's week,
0: up? Next week will be, of course, the championship games for conferences. Pac twelve championship. Oregon needs to win today to uh, go on to the Pac twelve title game. The Big Ten title game is getting interesting because. Uh, Ohio State might not be in it the way it's going right now. We'll talk about it more on Tuesday, of course. And then, of course, uh, we basically know who's there for the SEC for the most part. Barring a surprise in the Iron Bowl um, later today. Um, Of course, this airs after the Iron Bowl anyway. So, earlier today, I guess we should say for that aspect. Um, And then, of course, we'll be back with AEW Talk on Thursday. So, that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And, as always... Keep on talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore
0: Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper big underscore Bigman ST.
1: At TikTok at
0: sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in big man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, big man. And that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Meta Human Affairs. This one is a story. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.